Welcome back to the Bleeding Out Podcast. I am your host, Draco McCoy. I just wanted to say um, real quickly, thank you to everybody rocking with the show one more time. Um, the new listeners and the returning listeners, I wanted to say, man, man, what's up, man? I mean, hope y'all been doing good lately, keeping up as best as you can. I had to take a break for a minute, man. A lot's been going on. Life is crazy. As you can tell, you know what I mean? I feel like we all going through the same, uh, the same type of, I don't know. I don't know. It's weird, man. It's really weird. I do want to say, first and foremost, rest in peace to Ron Minor, a.k.a. DJ Indiana Jones. Um, man, I, I don't even know where to start with this one, man. Uh, man you, were, you were a great mentor, a businessman, an incredible DJ, um, a local music icon in Indianapolis, Indiana. And, um, man, you're also a really great friend. <sighs> uh, we all miss you, Ron. And, and that's real, man. Um, make sure y'all go visit the Cosmo Bar if you're ever in Broad Ripple. Um, and also go check out his brother's a New Detroit-style pizza. Uh, it's a business. It's called Sam Square Pie. Uh, and it looks it looks incredible. I haven't gotten a chance to try it yet, but I will assume Ryan was always trying to put me under that. Um, and also, if you haven't had a chance to, go ahead and uh, listen to my podcast that I did with Ryan. Um, it was his last interview he did before he passed, and uh, we were able to discuss um, his life story, you know. Uh, he left behind a, a really strong legacy, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of him. I'm glad that I was able to uh, talk about that with him. So rest in peace, Ryan, uh, the legend, and, yeah, man, yeah, I don't know. I'm bad at that. But I encourage you all to keep working hard every day, you know, keep achieving your goals. And, uh, you know, always keep it real with yourself and, and who you are. Stay true. You know, all that shit, man. Uh, I'm hoping that we could all, you know, start getting vaccinated soon. Return to a somewhat regular life because I've been going crazy. And it's got down, you know, just just what the world's at right now. I'm ready to start doing some shit, man. I need to be in action, man. So, uh, whatever. In this episode of Bleeding Out, I spoke with Seth Johnson, a local uh, journalist here in Indy. And, you know, we had a good conversation. It was real fun to talk to him. I see him out all the time. So, you know, it just felt right. Um, also, this episode was sponsored by Soundspace Beta, a music rehearsal and recording facility downtown in Indianapolis. If you or someone that you know needs a place to record, uh, rehearse, or produce their music, or um, even just a place to hold meetings at, a Soundspace membership would be the way to go. But enough of all that talking and shit, man. Uh, shout out to all the listeners. And, uh, man, let's go ahead and start the motherfucking show. Make sure this is recording. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. In three, and two, and one. Yeah! Draco in this motherfucker. Bleeding all over the place. Uh, man, f- man, figuratively, not literally. Is that the word? I think this is the word. <laughs> yeah. You know words. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, it's a figure of speech, man. So, look. I got uh, Seth Johnson here today. What up, what uh, up? One of my favorite people ever. Whenever <laughs> I run into you, I just love it. Man, you know same mean? to you, dog. <laughs> um, all right, all right, all right. Seth Johnson, uh, I know you as a writer. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else do you do? Um, at the moment, I currently, I, I mean, most of what I do is a, as a journalist. Um, and I, I freelance for a lot of places. I guess, I, I so right now I freelance for uh nuvo which most people know me for and then i also write for indie monthly uh visit indie um and then like this um organization that owns a bunch of different 
uh, magazines, like Broderpool magazine, shit like that. Nice. Um, and then I also do a bunch of like freelance, like editing work for this marketing firm. And they like, so they like do a bunch of like, they just write content for people. And then I, they, I kind of just, am like their proofreader guy. Yeah. Um, so they all just send me a bunch of stuff like that. So I've been doing that a lot of that. That's been like really helpful during the, since like things have been slow during COVID, mm-hmm. um, I've been able, like they've still been really busy. So I've done a lot of work for them throughout the year, which has been awesome. What do they write about? Uh, they kind of just, uh, like a lot of their clients are like hospitals and stuff. So oh. it's like, yeah. So like they, they've like been super busy and yeah. And they just like those types of places just like don't have like creative teams. So then they hire this, but the place that I do stuff for is called well done marketing. They're actually, they're uh, next door to Walmart and Fountain Square actually. Nice. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Keeping it down. Yeah. Yeah. Good sure. people. Yep. <laughs> That's yep. what's up, man. Yeah. Uh, are you from Indy? Yeah, man. I originally grew up um and lawrence on the north side mm-hmm. and uh yeah i went to lawrence north um that's actually um where i met carrington who's shout out my to long time best man. friend yeah shout we, out to clint yeah man. clint breeze yeah love you bro. yeah uh but yeah i met him there yeah i mean yep uh yeah we both uh we both went there i um i graduated from lawrence north in 2009 um yeah and then i went to ball state for four years and then i moved back um here in 2013 and i've lived in fountain square since 2013 um so yeah i pretty much i mean the only time i wasn't really in indy was when i was at at ball state uh 2013 is around the time when i started coming around too so that's cool we kind of like yeah dude made it to the square around the same time for sure for sure um man what was life like for you growing up in indy yeah um so i guess for me it was a little bit because i'm not to interrupt yeah. but like i've always been so curious about yeah. you you know what i mean yeah yeah like, yeah i feel like you're kind of a mysterious type of guy I whenever know. i see you i'm like yo what's his story yeah know? it's all good um so yeah i guess for me i grew up um my family's really religious really christian mm-hmm. um and also because uh, so i'm visually impaired as well um i know your listeners probably may maybe not might not all know that um so i for one, couldn't drive because of my because I'm visually impaired, and then for two, I was also pretty just involved with like youth group and stuff. Yeah. So like I was just pretty. I mean, I was pretty lame in high school, man. <laughs> like too. I didn't. I didn't like really. I, I was in like some bands and like later on in high school. Um, but like most of all, like I, I mean, like I was just kind of like I mostly like I don't know. I like didn't get in any trouble. I like kind of just did like. Everything my parents wanted me to do, got good grades, yeah. never stayed out too late, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of just, I didn't really do, like, anything, I don't know. Like You was minding your business. Yeah, my childhood wasn't that interesting. I, I wouldn't really say. It was just kind of, like, just did the right things that my parents wanted me to do. And That's cool. I didn't really, like, rebel and, like, start drinking and all that until, like, I don't know, uh, late high school. Because mm-hmm. um, me and Carrington, actually, like, not to throw Carrington out of the bus, <laughs> but, like, our, a bunch of our friends were, like, a couple years older than us. So, like, once they went to college and started coming back, that was, like, when me and him were, like, oh, shit, like, we like partying now. Like, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. 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 Did you ever go to college? Yeah, I went to Ball State um, for four years. And, I went, yeah, I went for journalism from, uh, yeah, that was from 09 to 13. And yeah. and And also, like, yeah, I a bunch of my high school friends were there, um, and then like I and I don't know, like I I got pretty involved with like the music community there, and I, I that's probably like when 
like I used to play my band, um, my like main band that I was in called Cities of Noise. We were like a post rock band, yeah. instrumental. Would you play? I played guitar. Nice. Um, and we would play. We would sometimes play shows at Hoosier Dome. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like kind of involved with the local scene at that point, for sure. But like I didn't really get involved locally until I went to Muncie and uh, at Ball State and like at Village Green Records out there. It's a studio. Uh, it's a record store. Oh, and he would have. He just would have like a bunch of like local bands always coming through and playing. Like I think that's like one of the first times I met Oreo. Yeah. Uh, like there were just a lot of like I don't know if you know like Mike Adams. Like they Mike Adams had his on his weight used to play there a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like a lot of like a lot, and even like a lot of hardcore bands and shit like that. Like there are just a lot of people that and like that. I guess that was like when I really like realized that there's like a lot of cool shit in Indiana, not just like boring like or, and not just like. I don't know, like unprofessional kids playing, yeah, making music. You man, know? it's hard to find out where the cool shit is, yeah, you know? Yeah. Especially like fresh out of high school. Yeah. If it wasn't, you know, I mean, like, I don't know if there's a lot of people like rapping and shit like at your school around the time, but like, you know, once you get out of that and you're like, yeah. okay, we're adults now, like, where do I go to find this shit, yeah. you know? Yeah, there weren't really. I, I mean, and you saying like 2010? There wasn't yeah. no SoundCloud. I actually, the only so the only <laughs> funny <laughs> enough, the only rappers that like our band used to get on put on weird weird ass shows. Yeah, and the rapper we'd always get put on the show with KDE, which was uh, Stamps and K Nags. Shout like, out! That was their high school rap group. <laughs> they used to yeah, always bring. Talked about they used to here. always bring out all these like drunk cathedral kids, and like we were we were just like. <laughs> And they like those kids like didn't care at all about our music because they yeah. were just there to party and like we played just like instrumental rock music so yeah. it was just like it didn't make sense for us to be <laughs> on the same show. We yeah. always and like they always played before us so we always just knew like all of them were gonna leave like right as soon as Kevin. Was that's done. the worst, bro. Yeah, like, yeah. If, if I was ever on the show, I think like niggas like serious or yeah. fly, man. Let me put me on before them for real, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. for real, yeah, man. Uh, all right, so like, uh. You went to school for journalism. Mm-hmm. And so I guess because you do a lot of stuff, you know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. as far as I know, like I know you 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 interview the Pacers. Yeah. Uh, uh you're you're a journalist in a bunch of different places as you already explained. Yeah. I know you you like uh corn dogs, which yeah. is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> like your corn dog well, thing is funny dogs. as hell. Yeah, uh, and I know you I always see you around. I know you fuck with uh, like comedy and music, is yep. what you write about. Yep. So like where does journalism go back for you, like, when you first got interested? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it would be probably, like, my freshman year of uh, high school. Um, I took a journalism class at Lawrence North, and I, like, at, at that point, I was, like, kind of starting to play music. Mm-hmm. And so that was, like, the angle that I went was, like, even at that point, I was, like, I want to I, – I enjoy writing. And it would be cool if I could write about the things that I enjoy doing, which is playing music. So then that was kind of like where I started out really like starting to do like a little bit of like, I think I did like some reviews and stuff. I don't really totally remember. <laughs> yeah. But like then like high school, my senior year, I actually interned at Nuvo. And that was like the first real like, oh shit moment where I was like, I really love doing this. And mm-hmm. like, I, there was like they would sometimes like give me like they would give me like the the interviews with bands that like they didn't really care about like one of the people I interviewed <laughs> for like 
the first in my in high school i interviewed ziggy marley which is like bob marley's son yeah and i interviewed him in high school <laughs> that's random it, as hell. It, it, it was yeah but like at the time i was like oh shit i talked to bob marley's <laughs> son and i'm yeah. like only 18 and you know and like that like i was just like nerding out so much about that and i, I don't know there's just like this adrenaline that i got from doing that that I still really get now. Like, it hasn't ever changed. Damn, so you really yeah. love it. Yeah, what, yeah, yeah. Do you, so do you, can you explain, like, why? Or is it, like, you learning about people? Or yeah, is it I, think, just... I think it's partially that. And I think it's also just, yeah, like, it's, you don't, I think that there's also the adrenaline of, like, you don't really know. So often these are just, like, strangers that you don't even know, you've never met. Mm -hmm. And so you don't really know where the interview is going to go. So it's, like, up to you to, like, make sure it goes the right way. But, you, you know, like, and you're in control of that. And I feel like there's there's, there's part of that that's, like, puts your adrenaline up, too, you know? Like, I know that all the pressure is well. on you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why I like to perform because yeah. especially, like, when I'll be opening, yeah. you know what I mean? I, I've never been on tour. Yeah. But I would not want to be on tour with somebody who's like just so much more famous than me. Yeah. But also like <laughs> once you get up there, you're like, you know what? Like this is my opportunity. Like whatever I do right now is going to be in people's memories for a long yeah. time. Yeah. If they gave a fuck, you know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. it's like, I feel like, uh, I don't know if podcasting counts as journalism. It does, man. I would say it does. What but do you like, do, man? this yeah. is fun. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, but, also, like, there's an art to being able to switch subjects and yeah. shit like that. Yeah, I always like when I when I get from subject to subject without trying to, because I I map the shit all out. You know yeah. what I mean? And so like when it goes smoothly, I'm always like, yes, <laughs> yes. Man. You feel me? Like yeah, my yeah. segues is crazy. Yep. 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 <laughs> um. So, like, what's the big difference for you between like writing about something and, and interviewing somebody? Yeah, I guess like. For me, um, is that a stupid question? No, it's not. I I think I understand what you mean. I mean, so often, like the the interview is, I would, I guess, I would say, is like the skeleton for the for the story. And like so often, like if you don't, if the interview doesn't go well, then it's gonna be really hard to write the story. Yeah. Um. And uh, but like a lot of times too, when I'm like interviewing somebody, it, in my mind, I'm thinking of like, okay, that's like the quote that I want to have at the start. Mm -hmm. And then I like, I don't know, you know, like I, I'm thinking more of like, so I guess like more often than not. And I guess a lot of times too, I do Q and A's because a lot of times when I do my interviews, I kind of try to have them be in a structural way where it like makes sense just to follow their wife's story through the interview. You know, I really yeah, like doing that for sure. But like also, I don't know. I think when I'm writing a story, it, it just is more like cutting off the fat, you know, mm -hmm. and like I'm taking out the stuff that like they people might not really give a shit about as much. <laughs> that, I mean, that's where podcasts. Yeah, come. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You just talk and just yeah. but like I know it's got to be kind of difficult to make something like digestible uh, for, for, for articles, you know? Yeah, at times. Yeah. And especially, yeah, just like. I don't know, weirder stuff. Sometimes mm -hmm. I'm writing about some like weird artists, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You gotta, you gotta make anybody who stumbles upon this, like yep. at least a little curious, yep. you know? Yep. For sure. There's an art to that shit, man. Yeah. I'm telling you, I've always like just, just words. I like big words. I, I, you, you, you ever read much? Like you ever oh, been in the yeah. books? I don't read a ton, uh, to be honest, which is like a weird thing for me to admit, but yeah, yeah I, I, I do some audio books, but I don't do a ton to be honest. I read more just like, music articles and reviews and stuff like that yeah. yeah so when i was growing up like because i was homeschooled yeah so i, I just read like a shit ton you know what i mean yeah. so uh, i was just always into like how people play with words and shit like that you know yeah. and then um 
I, around when I could finally just like just start surfing in the web all the time, just getting into like blogs and shit like yeah. that was super exciting. Like yeah. just seeing people talk, it, but in writing it always sounds like way more hilarious. You know those yeah. people, that, those people you follow on Twitter forever, and you finally hear their voice, and that's not what you like yeah. imagined it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, for sure, for shit's sure. just different when you write it down. Uh, for sure. All right, so. I guess just dope going back to the Nouveau thing. So yeah. you go straight from this class that you took in yeah. your senior year of high school, mm-hmm. and then you go ahead and you intern for Nouveau. Yeah. Why Nouveau? Uh, it just made the most sense for me with like in terms of like the music writing that I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I guess it just that was mostly it. I think that like I, at the time, I just saw them as like yeah, they were they were covering music the most. They were. You um, know, I used to collect those, bro. Yeah. Like, when we first moved here, I, think I was in fifth grade. I lived in Lawrence, yeah. actually, at the time, right on. on Post. Right and, on. uh, yeah, man, bro, I still got, like, a shit ton of them. Like, I just always <laughs> collect yeah. them, just be reading the fuck out of it. That's how I actually ended up finding about the music scene Hell here. Yeah. Which is fucking awesome. Yeah. But, like, uh, so all you did was apply. When you get in there, like, like, Damn it! How do I want to phrase this question? Because I want to know like what interning as a journalist yeah. is like besides just like being told the to right shit. How do you even move up? Yeah, it was kind of. I'm trying to even because that was a while while ago. Yeah, I I think I did like a bunch of like, I mean, some of the work I did was just like bitch work, you know? Like they were <laughs> like organizing their calendars on like they had like their online calendar, but they needed like certain things like marked as like music event and like they just had like all this stuff on their website that wasn't labeled yeah so like a lot half the stuff i did was that but then half the other stuff i did was just like writing those fun stories that i was telling you about just like interviewing random bands and 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 they were pretty and that i guess that's like what was also really cool about and interning for them is like they like actually gave me really good hands-on opportunities and they just didn't because like for instance i actually in college i also interned for a record label um that's pretty legit secret heat canadian they're in uh bloomington yeah and like i interned for them in college and like for that internship all i did was like 100 percent bitch work like i just like <laughs> packed cds into like little envelopes and yeah. that was like all i did hell yeah yeah i mean do and, you but- think the experience is worth it like because internships is just free yeah. work apparently yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty much yeah. yeah but that was like with nuvo like the, the experience was so worth it because mm-hmm. like i actually learned a lot and it like it showed me like that was what i wanted to do you know Hell yeah but like and that was like kind of the opposite of like the record label one because i like a i didn't learn much about it but also the experience was so boring that i was like i don't really <laughs> want to do this shit this yeah seems, for sure yeah so do, would you recommend, well, first off, like if you, if I was to say I wanted to be a writer, yeah. like, is that your entry point if you have no experience? I don't know. That's a good question. Um, I feel like, I feel like it probably is easier than just like pitching a random story. Cause yeah. like you don't really know the ins and outs until you're like around, around them more, you know? Yeah. Um, like I didn't know like how to structure a story. I mean, I probably learned how to structure a story first from my journalism classes in high school, but then like I didn't know how to like pitch a story and like how a newsroom works and mm. all that until I interned. Hell and yeah. like that was really like because I mean I've most I've freelanced so for throughout almost since like around when I finished that internship, so like two thousand nine to now, mm-hmm. um, and like I like being able to do like being able to like structure a story and like tell like pitch it to someone be like 
yeah, you think like this is going to be a good story. Believe me. Yeah. Like the convincing editors of that. Like I learned that through like being around it. So, you know? so you, so you write and then you, you, you let it, them know that's what you want to do. It depends. Um, a lot of times what happens is like, I come up with an idea for mm-hmm. a story and then I, I normally what like a lot of times like say I'm pitching to like Indianapolis Monthly. Yeah. Um, I'll have like a list of like four stories that I think like they might be interested in. Sometimes I'll have like maybe put some viewers out. Sometimes I won't have at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I I pretty much just try to like summarize like this is what the story is going to look like. This is why I think your audience will be interested in it. And then from there, they're like, yeah, we like that one. And then they pick that one. And then they then I go with it from there. That's but awesome. So, yeah. So that's like kind of how like with Nouveau right now, it's not that like and that, it used to be that way for me with Nouveau. But now like Nouveau. So there's so few writers that like I pretty much just write whatever. Yeah, I want I'm sure to. I'm sure you in there. for. Yeah, like I pretty much do whatever I want for Nouveau now. But like when I write for other places, mm-hmm. it's the same process of like me saying like here's a couple ideas that i have which one do you like and yeah. then they're like we like that one and then that's where i go from there yeah i like that dude i'm i don't know why i get this like visual like spider-man you know like, <laughs> like flies in with pictures of himself <laughs> is there anything that like that you know that they you know would would like to see more of or like i'm sure you probably had to like get it down to like right, this is more important this is a yeah, focus point. yeah and, it, and a lot of times it really just depends on like i don't know like Place by place, I have to kind of think of, like, what's their audience? Yeah. Is their audience, like, going to, like, I don't know, like, for Indianapolis Monthly, like, to be honest, like, a lot of times I know that they're, like, not going to be into big hip-hop stories, which sucks, yeah. but I just know. I mean, this is how it I, is. Yeah, right? I just know that's the way it is. So, like, if I want to write about rappers, I don't want to be writing about them for Nouveau because I know that Indianapolis Monthly really isn't going to be into that, you know? Yeah, you know, everybody doesn't listen to rap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had to be telling people that because they're always like, man, everybody sleep on you, everybody sleep on you. Like, man, you know, everybody just doesn't listen to rap in general yeah. in the first place, yeah. let alone underground rappers, you know for what sure. I mean? So yeah, yeah, that's yeah. how it goes, especially in indie, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but shit, man. All right, so um, have you ever been like, like written something that had to be taken down. I tell you, I had an experience yeah. with Nouveau before yeah. where like I did an interview yeah. and then like, like the title was, was it was titled something crazy. Yeah. And like, I was just like, when I saw it online, I just freaked out about it. And I was like, hey bro, like y'all gotta change that title. Cause that's so <laughs> fucked. And then like, I was like, yo, my grandma finna have a copy of this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, come on bro. Like you cannot print this. Yeah. They ended up changing it for me, which is cool. Right but, like, has that ever happened to you before? I'm sure it has. I'm trying to think of uh I'm trying to think of um if not it's yeah, cool. Nothing of is particularly coming to mind at the moment. When uh, I got that issue, bro, yeah. I was so happy. Hell like, yeah, man. Just seeing my name on paper is yeah, like yeah, my yeah. shit, especially since I used to like collect those back yeah, in the day. Yeah. It's like just so, felt so special. I had like ten of the same copy. <laughs> like, just oh, like yeah. just sitting there like, Yeah, that's me. Like yeah. I don't know, like is there is there a extra connection that you have with being able to release content yeah definitely and i i mean i so much miss the print man like it was just so yeah it's so cool to just like for me to like write put so much effort into writing something and then just like see it like out there you know i forgot they stopped printing you know that was like a main thing that made me want to start this podcast because i was like dude they don't print anymore yeah like like, where does the world go now you know yeah fuck yeah what's the reason for that 
Uh, it was mostly because they weren't getting enough ad revenue, mm-hmm. and the the owner, um, he like refused to make. He like didn't want Nuvo to ever be something that people would have to pay for. I like that. So, but because he like wanted it to be free, he had to make up all the money he was losing by printing it for free via ads. Well, he was like for so long that after like a couple of years, he was just losing so much money because he wasn't getting all the ad mo- like the ad money wasn't making up for the money he was spending to print it. Yeah. And so then he was just like, I'm done. Like I'm losing too much money. Damn, that's yeah. that's really interesting. It, yeah. I wonder sucked. how much like like I wonder how much ad money was or like placing ads in the paper like when that stopped working for businesses, yeah. you know? Yeah, I don't know either. I'm curious. I to know, know too. I mean, because like Nuvo used to get a lot of shit for like all the like, uh, like sex ads in the back. <laughs> but like they, that was like how they made so much money. Say, because I'm sure that, that was brave. Because that shit, yeah, because those people paid a lot of money for that shit. And yeah. so like that was like partially like very crucial to like Nuvo lasting as long as it did was because of that money. Shit, tell them people to pay me for the for, <laughs> for me. I plug shit, I plug an OnlyFans account in this motherfucker. I don't give a goddamn <laughs> Yeah man. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I, that's why I kinda like I feel like, you know, podcast I've been listening to podcasts since like twenty thirteen. Right on. Like I just started listening to this like I forget the dude name, big head motherfucker, but he wasn't even funny, but I just I liked it, you know what yeah, I mean? And it's right like on. I hear now like Everybody, they when they do their own uh, ads in the beginning, or I hate when they like choke it in the middle of yeah. it, like it just randomly as hell start talking about me undies or some shit. You <laughs> feel me? It's like, but I mean, I don't know. I think it's cool to see the progression of um, journalism. This is journalism. Yeah, it is. Weird. All right, it so uh, you write about music and mm-hmm, comedy. Mm-hmm. Is that all? Besides, uh, like, and then I write about the Pacers, and then I write mm-hmm. about. Um, I do some like stuff about like accessibility and like t- those types of things. I and I I guess I kind of write about just like random art stuff too. Um, yeah. Like I for like Resident Indie, I've like done some like stuff on like the I, stuff that's like at the IMA or like I don't know like art festivals and yeah. things like that. Um, Hell yeah. Yeah. I just kind of really just all over the place, man. Well, I want to get into a couple of these categories yeah. first. Uh, music. So, yeah. uh, about twenty. Would you say like 2012 mm-hmm. or 2010 yeah. is when you started like finally discovering local music yeah. type shit? Yeah. yeah. What did you grow up listening to? Man, I mean. What af- type of music? Yeah, I grew up after I got, I mean, as I mentioned earlier, I was like really lame and, and then like super involved in my church. But after, so after I got out of like Christian rock, <laughs> after <laughs> Ooh, I got out of that. On, talk to me about Christian rock. I mean, I just like got it. It was just like a bunch of the generic shit, like, uh, like Switchfoot and like POD yeah. and like all, yeah. I mean, some of it, it was like, some of it was cool because it was like, they were Christian, but they were like mainstream too. You know, like yeah. that's that too that I just mentioned. I'm sure there's a big Reliant ass. K. Like fucking Kanye West. <laughs> yeah. Killed. I think he was like, he yeah. dropped like the best Christian yeah. album or some shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's a yeah. market, man. Yeah, there is. <laughs> yeah, like Toby Mac. I used to, Toby Mac, I loved him. Man. Yeah. I, yeah. But so, like, so like there's a point where like, I think it was around the time when I started playing guitar that I like, really started getting into like non-christian music Mm -hmm. and around that time it was definitely more like guitar heavy bands like i don't like a lot of them were just like big at the time like the chili peppers or like mars volta or like 
Coheed and Cambria mm-hmm. or uh, I'm trying to think of others. There's like a lot of that stuff. Um, that Incubus, like those are some of the bands that I like first like really got attached to um yeah. on like mid to late high school and then like i was in like an indie rock band before i was in that um the post-rock band i was also in an indie rock band um that was called Belafonte, um and they would like cover like arcade fire and stuff so then i started getting into, like arcade fire and like decemberists and like stuff like that like, i've never heard of these bands before man <laughs> i need to do some fucking i, I, I want to hear them all now yeah. you know? like <laughs> when i was growing up like i just like hear what was on the radio yeah you feel me and like because I, I was always in the rap but like when uh-huh. i had my little like phase or whatever yeah. i only hear like whatever really came on it on the radio and it was yeah. like fucking i don't know it was a bunch of bullshit and then i thought <laughs> i was being different i started listening to like Lincoln Park and fucking <laughs> Evanescence, like the corniest yeah, shit. Yeah, that is corny, man. That's <laughs> yeah. some corny shit. I don't shit. know, bro. It was, you feel me? It was a yeah. summer, bro. It was, yeah. You feel me? Nah, type shit. But like, you listen to much punk music at all? Yeah, I do. And I, I did, and I guess I didn't really get into like. I don't even know like all these different categories. I didn't it's get like into like punk more, and heavy. And, yeah, I didn't get in. I mean, because I like, I guess I kind of listened to like. Blink Way too, which I listen. I would say is like pop punk. I started listening to them probably around that same time that I was listening off a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, uh, but I didn't start really listening to like I don't know like hardcore punk till like I went to college. Like probably like the first or second year that I was there was like when I really started getting into that type of stuff. Fuck yeah, yeah. I didn't start getting into it until started coming around the square for right real. On. Hell me? yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I was like not well, and then like the homies put me on like Left Behind and Code Orange and yeah. Just, just random shit and they, it's, uh-huh. I love it. You feel me? Yeah. Hell yeah. Title fight. Title fight is hard. Yeah. Type shit. But uh okay, so uh at what point in your life did you you ever really get too far into rap? Um, I would say I probably got like when I got into rap, um, for real, for real, was like late high school. Um, and it was probably around the time um which I get so I don't I don't really smoke weed now anymore. Yeah. But like around the time when I first started smoking weed, um, in late high school, like when I first tried it, a bunch of my <laughs> friends were like listening to like gangster shit. So they're like listening to like Biggie and Tupac and Hell yeah. uh Bone Thugs and or not uh but three three six mafia, I mean. My uh, shit. Yeah. Like they're just listening boys. to a bunch of that shit. You go from Christian rock to all that shit. <laughs> yeah, Hell yeah. I'm into it. Yeah. <laughs> and so then so then that like kind of started the slope. And then like, I mean, then from there it was like Nas and Jay-Z and Kanye and Outcast and like all that. I like I, it was pretty it was a pretty quick transition. Um like I had a really good friend, Austin York, shout out. He was out. he was out in uh seattle now but he he was like super into like finding like he he was like really into like most deaf and like all these like other like and more underground stuff yeah um and so that was kind of like where i really first started because of him i really first started digging into a lot of different rappers um and yeah i i mean and then like through college more and more like i was like a huge like kanye fan and uh, when I discovered Kanye, it was a different time. You yeah. know what I mean? That shit <laughs> yeah. changed a lot of shit for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, like when I, I don't know, like I, I remember like my sophomore year, I used to listen to Dark Twisted Fantasy like every day when I would like walk to class. Yes. Yeah. And like that was just like, 
I don't know. Like I, I there's like few albums where I can like actually see where I was, you know, and like that's one. I was me. just talking about that the other yeah. day, bro, because I was listening to even like his newest shit, like from yeah. the life of Pablo. Yeah, real friends. Yeah, I said like I listened to that shit. Like all right, because when I first heard it, I was in Bloomington. Yeah, and I was just with a bunch of homies, and then like. I remember driving back because I got like snowed in, so I spent the night. Yeah. And just like driving back home early as fuck. It had like, like just driving through the snow and just like listening to that album just over and over and over yeah. again. It, it stuck with me. Yeah. To where like every time it snows and I listen to Real <laughs> Friends, it's like audio time travel. Yeah. Damn, dog. Hell it's yeah. fucking weird. Yeah. It's like that with every Kanye West song yeah. that I've ever heard, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. There's something about that shit, man. Yeah, Same agree. thing with like uh, Cuddy. Yep. When I listen yeah. to Cuddy, nice. that shit takes me back to like, like just just high school, bro. Yeah, just yeah, like yeah. sitting in the hallway before school start. Right on. Just like just pissing myself off, man. <laughs> <laughs> As usual, yeah, it's right. what I do. Right <laughs> uh, all right. So, what was your introduction to the Indianapolis music scene? Like, what were you drawn to? Yeah. Um. Man, I'm trying to think of like. Cause like we, I as I said, I was like playing shows, and you were already writing. It yeah, this time, right? I was writing about it for a decent amount, and like two thousand. I will say, so I guess I will say the thing that like this is probably the most pivotal point. I um my senior year at Ball State in two thousand thirteen. Um, I or what about two thousand twelve? I like had to do like a final project for one of my classes, mm -hmm. and I did it about um Indiana music. Nice. And it was like a series of like 10 different stories about Indian musicians. And like through that, I did I like did one on like hip hop and like it involved Oreo. And I did one on like um, like the psych, psych rock scene. And I talked about like Vacation Club and all those guys. Mm -hmm. um, there was just like a bunch. There's like a bunch of other ones. But like doing that, like the more I like was talking to these people, it's like really weird now because like. At the time, I was like 20, 21. Yeah. And like, I was talking to all these people so that like I'm now, now I'm friends with, you know, like yeah. OJ and like all these like psych rock dudes, Jacob Gardner, like all these guys. Shout out to Jacob. Yeah. Yeah. I shout need to out. get him on here too. But I was talking, so I was talking to all those guys for these stories. And then like, uh, like I eventually became friends with them. But like at that point, it was just like, it was so like I don't know magical for me to just like learn about all these things that were happening mm -hmm. and like hear about these house shows and all this shit. Yeah. And uh, like then like once I moved to like that was like what made me want to move to Fountain Square. Like right out of yeah. right out of high, or right out of college, I was like I need to be in Fountain Square. That's where I want to be. I'm hearing all these stories all about all these shows. Like I just need to be around that. Yeah. And like within like a week or so of being around Fountain Square and living there, um, I actually. Jacob actually invited me to GPC. Hell yeah. He was like the first friend that I made. I miss was, going to GPC. He, me too, man. He was just like making, he was just there like making some like cassette art or some shit. <laughs> and he was just like, come out, come over here and drink. We're drinking over here. Yeah. And so like I just went there and like that night I met like so many people that I still like. I met like Peter King. I met Betty Sanders. I met Lisa Berlin. Mm -hmm. There are just like so many people that are like now just like people that I consider like very focal members of the arts community, you know? I like that though. Like, yeah. Because that means like, because they're still cool. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah know they are. I mean? So yeah, it's yeah. like, I just like that everybody, you know, I was able to meet them all and, and it's like a, it's a, it's a tight circle, but yeah. it's, you know, everybody's nice and friendly and all that shit, you know? Yeah, dog. Uh, I do want to ask real quickly before I finish this subject, but like, because yeah. just about college, bro, like, yeah. What is it 
like being in school for journalism? What do they teach you? Yeah. Um, so I would honestly say, because I, I took like a lot of classes about just like very general like news reporting and stuff. Yeah. Which like a lot of that stuff, like the whole time I was in college, I was like, I know I don't want to do this. Like I want to be, I want to write about entertainment. I don't want to write about, I don't want to be like a news writer. Yeah. Um, I don't want to be a news anchor. I want to be a entertainment reporter and i was like the whole time i was there i knew that's what i wanted to do so like a lot of the classes that i took i didn't really get a lot out of like i, I got a lot like some of them i guess i got like more about like help me to like interview all sorts of people but like a lot of them were just like more like I, the stories were so much more straightforward and not as more like colorful i guess like i feel like a lot of the stories that i write now are just like very um I don't know. Like, there's there's just so much more texture to them. And it's not just like, this happened, this happened, this happened, and this yeah. is why. And that's it, you know? If I'd, I'd hate to write about news. Yeah. Man. All the fucking murder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fried shit, you know? Yeah. Like, that's, I, I didn't really want to do that either. So, like, yeah, I took a lot of classes like that. I would say I probably got more out of, like, working for the newspaper at Ball State than I really did out of a lot of my classes, to be honest with you. Nice. Yeah. And I guess, yeah, just too, like, I, uh, I don't know. Like I, that was really when I like discovered my love for local music. So would you would you recommend anybody to go to school to be a journalist? Oh, that's I a mean, question. I I uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't tell nobody to go to art yeah, school. I I wouldn't really tell anybody to go to journalism school either, man. Like mm-hmm. especially now, there's just like it's really hard to get like a good paying job as a journalist right now, just because like all the all the newsrooms are like shrinking down. Yeah. Like we just talked about Nuvo going out of print, you know, like so many places are going out of print. Mm-hmm. So many places are cutting all the corners to like, just because they can't pay the bills, you know? So like, I mean, I, I feel like if you want to be a writer right now, like you should, you like you can do like go to school for something, but then like maybe get your feet wet in journalism and like try it like by like getting your feet wet or like maybe interning or whatever just like rap yeah 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 yeah. that's what's up okay so all right back to the music <laughs> I, I, music is my favorite subject yeah you know what i good, mean dog. you know what i like about the indie scene yeah is is the 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 diy mentality i yeah. think that's what really stuck out to me the most yeah uh when i would just go to these fucking punk shows and shit and it's just like a big ass house show yeah and a small ass house yeah yeah <laughs> and yeah. it's just like but they got like merch and they got (laughs) physicals and shit you know what i mean it it looks so sloppy initially and then you're like you know what they hustling for real and then like just something about being able to bring all those people into one house was always just like damn how you even how do you even build this relationship with people you know yeah and then like being able to see how oreo and them you know, I talk about them all the time on here. Yeah. Uh, if y'all listen and y'all and y'all don't know who they are, man, look look them up. You know what I mean? Serious sure. Black Oreo Jones, you know. But yep. just what they did in the city, I was just like, man, it's 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 a nice sense of community and stuff like that. I feel yep. like people really respect the artists here. Yep. Um so uh what what was something I guess like something memorable mm-hmm. that, that you ran into that was just like uh as far as show wise yeah. that you were like, Man, this is it. Man, I'm trying to think. Um, uh, there's a, like a lot of shows at Jacob Gardner's old house, nine four five Morris. Nine four five. Yeah, there's a lot of shows there that were like really important. Um, I did a just, double house show up there. My first yeah. show in the square was like 
both sides. It's a yeah, dupe. The, I remember, what they call I was it? Probably at that trip. Man. What they call it? It's a the, what they call a it? Duplex. It's a duplex. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and yeah they yeah. had shows going on on both Benny, sides. Benny of it. and Abby lived on the one side, and then Jacob lived on the other side. And that yeah. shit was. Yeah. Fire. Yeah. <laughs> that shit was crazy. Yeah, that shit was crazy. This is there nuts. was so much crazy shit at that house. I actually I like had one of my first like birthday shows. Uh when actually so I like started doing birthday shows in college. Um and like would have like a couple local bands play. And then uh, the first one I did in back in Indy was at Jacob's house at nine four five. Yeah. And it was like sleeping bag, SM Wolf. And somebody, oh, Sir Deja Duke, which was like a very like all over the place lineup. But like towards the end, it was like fucking like people were like crowd surfing and shit in there, <laughs> yeah. like crowd surfing inside of a house, man. Yeah. Like that's fucking that crazy. Yeah. I, I got kicked in the fucking mouth, motherfuckers crowd surfing in this basement show. Yeah. <laughs> it was nasty, bro. Somebody boot like hit my lips, bro. This had rocks all over it and shit. It was wet. Yeah. It was nasty. <laughs> Fucking, uh, I think one of my favorite shows, I'm probably gonna end up talking about this again and again at some point, but yeah. my show I did uh, at fucking Pizza King. Yeah, dude, I was at that show. Bro, that it shit was, was so fucking, fucking hot, man. That shit was crazy, yeah. bro. I'm not gonna lie, but it's one of them things like you really had to be there. Yep. It felt like it was like 20 degrees hotter in that bro, room, man. Bro, literally, and then I couldn't move. I was <laughs> getting shitty, but motherfuckers... <laughs> I got videos of that yeah. shit. Can you believe that shit? Yeah. That shit is so long ago. It was long ago, man. Uh... Uh, can you name like uh, I I don't even like doing this, but can you name like like three like artists that you enjoy to listen to from indie? Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, I don't like doing that because like motherfuckers, you feel me? You yeah, might be shitty if they ain't mentioned. Nah, I'll go. But I'll, I want to know I'll who you're fucking. I'll try to go with. off the. I'll try to go like uh, like all over the place with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with um one band that I just wrote about actually, Radar Gold, which is um. One of the dudes, he used to be in Chives, but he's now doing his own thing with, and it's him and his wife. Nice. Um, they, it's kind of like, um, I don't know, like psych rocky, but like a little more pop and like uh, approachable. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're called Radar Gold. They just pre- released their new album. I like it's, that it's name. Dope. Yeah, yeah, they're cool. Um, someone that I really feel like I, I try to give him a lot of credit, uh, even though I feel like a lot of times he's just, I mean, it's just because he's low key, but Baby Ebony. Yeah. Oh, I love his shit always, man. Shout out to him. I'm yeah. gonna have him on here at some yeah. point. He's lo- good. He is good, man. I've always just felt like he like he he doesn't get as much like he gets a lot of attention, but I feel like he deserves even more than what he gets yeah. a lot of times. He's pretty low key. Yeah, he you is. Um and then I guess one other one. Um shit. I'm gonna say uh shout out to Baby Ebony. Yeah, shout out to Baby Ebony. Hell yeah. Uh, I would say fuck who uh I guess like I'm gonna go with a jazz art uh, premium blend, which is Jared Thompson. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love his shit. He's like, so when when I moved back here, I I, I like I would say too, like I wasn't really into jazz at all until I moved back to Indy and I started going to Chatterbox with Carrington actually, mm-hmm. and uh, we would he and that was like when he was like trying to figure out how to be a jazz drummer like early on. That was probably like 2013, 14. But we would always go on Sundays to see Jared Thompson, and like his shit still is like he's a fucking phenomenal writer. Jared he's, Thompson, and he plays he plays sax and like his premium blend is his band, but he plays sax and Quimbers in the groove too now, yeah. uh, which is like all full circle. But like he like his shit has just always been like his playing his style. I've just always been super drawn to him. Like used to say, so he used to play on yeah. he used to play on Sundays at Chatterbox, and he used to always say that like 
that was like my church, like going to see him on Sundays because that just like felt like so like, I don't know. It just felt right, you know? It's something magical about yeah instruments like 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 jazz instruments, yep. you know what I mean? I just yep. watched Soul. Yeah, Soul is tight, man. Bruh, it yeah. was kind of depressing, bro. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. I was like, God damn. It's deep, like, man. man, this ain't this ain't for my kids. Nah, it's <laughs> yeah. not a kids movie. It's man. not a kids movie, nah. man. I was like, all right, y'all gonna play. This yeah. shit getting crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you write about comedy too. Yeah. Uh yeah. fucking I wanna know something anything about the comedy scene here because i don't know anything about it yeah it's pretty interesting um i so like uh, it's smaller for sure yeah um uh, but there's definitely like a lot of people i feel like it, it in a lot of ways it's kind of comparable to the music scene in terms of because it is indie like people just go for whatever mm-hmm. like they they like they go for whatever a lot of times like i mean a lot of the stand-up that i see i would almost consider it more alternative stand-up like some of the stuff some of the people they're not just like your seinfeldy types you know like they're just like they're a little weirder they're going for different shit but they're fucking good and like yeah um i don't know i I feel like a lot of the stuff that happens at white rabbit um a lot of that is uh there's a lot i don't know there's like a lot of great curated shows there there's like some like shows where like um, like an evening with the authors is a show I go to a lot and it's like comedians that like come up with characters and then they like write out these like whole like um oh like like they're doing like skits like plays yeah and shit? Almost. so even with the authors they like come up with like a fake author and then they write like a fake like part of a fake book it's fucking crazy that's hard but, but it's like but like they're really fuck because they're just like they're most of them can also do stand-up really well too but like this is just like a concept that like they really enjoy doing because it kind of works their brain and like does something different for them, you know. I'm into that. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. There's just like a lot of I don't. There's a lot of great like local people that I don't that I feel like can like go toe to toe with anyone. And like I, I something else that I feel like should also be mentioned as well is like, um, not that I really love the Bob and Tom show. Bob and Tom show started in indie, mm-hmm. and that's like such a big like nationally syndicated comedy radio show yeah and there's a lot of people in the scene here that write for that show now because they just live in indy and it's based out of indy really which is like I what's think the a bob lot, and tom show it's just like a, a morning uh like comedy talk radio show mm-hmm. um yeah that and it started out of indy and like it's it's like syndicated like it's known everywhere like every comedy per, every comedian i ever talked to they're always, they always know, like, no matter how big or small they are, they know the Bob and Tom show. That's hard, bro. Um, and that's out of Indy. And, but, the, like, the, the cool thing is, like, they employ, like, some of the comedians that, like, play at the White Rabbit or, like, yeah. do shows that, like, some of them even do shows at, like, State Street, you know? Like, they're willing to do, like, these smaller um, shows and shit, but, like, they also are involved with, like, this really big program, which I, I think is, like, definitely always worth noting. Recommend, I don't know. It's pretty awesome, bro. Yeah. I, I I don't really know anybody who does it. Uh, right I talked to Amity about it. Once, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know her, but yeah. She like was to letting me know. You know, you know and, Lucas, don't you? I don't know. Maybe the Lucas Waterfall. He's in a wheelchair. He comes yeah. to a lot of rap yeah, yeah, shows. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. He's a fucking awesome comedian, man. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I don't know him. I don't think I've like talked to him much, but right I've on. seen him around. Yeah, I, like, yeah, yeah. Somebody told me about. He likes him. you, man. He likes you. Fuck yeah. <laughs> he's a big rap fan. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's yeah. what's up, man. So you know. I'm a big stand-up comedy fan, but yeah. it's like I think uh everything about me yeah. kind of relates to comedians. Yeah. Right you on. know, I started off like just really just like watching a bunch of shit on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I from back in the day, I like grew up with like 
Bernie Mac and Chris Rock, right fucking, on. Yeah. hold on, hold on, uh, Cat Williams, man, Eddie right Murphy, on. Eddie Griffin, Chappelle, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah. But I feel like one thing that Chappelle show taught me when I was a kid yeah. is how, like, because, you know, he loves hip hop. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. He he even had this one thing, it was a, it was a Chappelle's block party mm-hmm. where he threw this big ass concert and mm-hmm. I was just like, why, how can he throw a rap show? You know what I yeah. mean? It was like, he threw a big ass hip hop show. He had like, Marching band out there and everything, you know what I mean? Like the yeah. shit was hard, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I was just like, yo, like, like rappers, like musicians and comedians are not mm-hmm. that much different, Mm-mm. especially because like I didn't realize that, uh, you know, I, I watched, I listened to Joe Rogan a lot. Yeah. And he's always talking about, you know, telling, talking with people about being on tour. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Shit yep, like that yep. and how they, they make money the same way yeah. rappers make money. You know Pretty what I mean? Much the same, man. Shit's crazy, yeah, bro. Yeah. I just really, I don't know. I enjoy it. Yeah. What like famous comedian, like stand up comedians, do you fuck with? Oh man, can you name them? Yeah, definitely. There's and like a lot of them are like strangely enough are like people that I've interviewed. Um, like uh, Hassan Minaj. Um, he's he used to be on the Daily Show. Yeah. Um, uh, this dude named Nate Bargatze. Um, he actually I interviewed him, and he was at he was doing like the Tibbs drive-in shows. Hell yeah. Uh, like Hannibal Burris is another one. That Hannibal I Burris is I hilarious. Him earlier I this heard year. of Nate too. Yeah. And both of them did the drive-in shows and I got to talk to both of them before those. Um, fuck yeah. I'm trying to think of like people that, um, fuck man. You listen to Bill Burr? I like Bill Burr. His ass funny yeah, as fuck. He yeah, be yeah, mad yeah. as hell. Yeah, he is mad as hell. just be screaming about shit. Yeah. He's like, man, and then and then I woke up today and then the fucking soap had hair he, on it. He is that way. <laughs> and I'm fucking bald. How does soap get hair on it? Like, funny as hell. For sure, man. <laughs> fuck yeah. yeah. You know, I, I can never tell no damn jokes on stage, man. So that's another reason, too, why I fuck with him. Like, I don't got them type of nuts, It takes man. a lot of, yeah. It take, like, even, like, because I've become friends with some comedians lately. Um, shout out Zane Zadie. I hang out with him a lot in the square. Shout out. And he, uh, he like, just here, like, the vulnerability that I, like, it takes for me to, like, I'll, like, sometimes be talking to him and, like, a joke will come to his mind and he'll just, like, write it down. But then, like, the, the vulnerability that takes from, like, talking to your friend about something to mm-hmm. then, like, telling a whole fucking room of people the same thing. Definitely. Like, that's just, like, a that's, that's seems like it just takes so much I mean that's courage, it that's man. why I, that's why I called the podcast bleeding out yeah for people like that you know that yeah. can uh, that can take a piece of them yeah. and offer it to the world for and sure it, it, you know a big thing about comedy is the ability to tell stories yep. you know what I mean yep. and like when they get up there and they do those bits those bits aren't easy nah. I, I imagine it's probably so hard to yeah. remember yeah and even like especially because like a bunch of them I could imagine probably like made up these stories yeah, just yeah. to get the joke to hit. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? For but sure. it's like fuck, bro. Like a lot of people when they when they put their real situations in this shit and make it jokes. Yeah. Like that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. And then a lot of them are podcasters too. Yep. yep. You know what I mean? Are there are there a bunch of I don't know anything about the podcast community in Indy, but I was on Spotify. I typed in mm-hmm. your name. See, y'all has to be on a press run. <laughs> <laughs> I have been on a lot lately, yeah. but I don't. I didn't even like. I didn't even at like. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't been like trying to be on them. Just a bunch yeah. of. I was on this one. I was on this one uh, podcast called Harder Brunch, which is this dude Dyke Michaels, and he he's a comedian, but he's also a really good cook. And he like has people come over to his house and cook some lunch. 
and then like gets drunk with like has him get drunk with him too. I like that. And then he like records a podcast with them. Yeah. Um, and I that was like the first one I did, and then like all these other comedians like found out that I did that, and they're like trying to get me <laughs> on it too. Yeah. It's been like four or five, man. It's been kind of yeah. wacky. Yeah. I need to tap in with the comedians, man. You should, man. I'm a- I'm gonna I'm do that. I'm gonna yeah. take some recommendations from you. I'm gonna start right coming on. around Hell whenever yeah. the world opens back up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, about that shit, bro. Like, have you seen any like shows at all since COVID? Uh, mostly just I saw some outdoor stuff. Um, like I, I mean, I saw you at the Hi-Fi, mm-hmm. and there, like I saw like two or three shows at Hi-Fi. I think I saw like a couple. Oh, I don't know. Like I saw a couple band. I saw like some music at um black circle and then they had a they used to have a free sunday comedy show that i almost went to religiously yeah because uh, it was free and it was outside and there's like nothing to do on a sunday anyways at so, all. Yeah. i love sundays for that yeah. reason yeah hell yeah for so yeah i i went i mean I, during the summer i went to a breeze i don't know like not a lot but I, I probably went to like eight concerts and like 10 comedy shows you know which is like so small compared to like what i normally be doing it's got to be tough to come yeah. up with shit to write about when yeah. that's happening right yeah it's been it has been especially because like for at the start of covid too like a lot of people weren't like releasing shit like because yeah. they weren't ready for it you know well, so they like, didn't know i i know for for me at least yeah. it's just like does anybody even want to hear anything yeah. i feel like it's coming back around again so yeah. we're like People started to get into wanting to hear shit. I feel yeah. like the New Year's and the, the election, all that shit. Yeah. I don't even think anybody wants to hear anything new yet, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird. Yeah. It's so weird. Yeah, there definitely are a lot of people that have been holding on to stuff for a while, for sure, I feel yeah. like. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. I wish I could, like, repackage some old shit yeah. and put it out again or something like that. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. Type shit. Uh, at what point in your life did you... Fall in love with basketball. Are you in love with yeah. basketball? You yeah. fuck with basketball. I love heavy. basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't watch no basketball. So <laughs> I wish we could get like way deeper into this combo. <laughs> it's you know so good, mean? dog. I don't watch no fucking basketball, bro. I wish I did, bro. You feel me? I loved basketball when I was a kid. I I, I actually loved basketball when I was... I actually loved basketball before I loved music. So how... F- what was your first experiences? No, nah, is that a stupid question? No, I, I, what made you fall in love with basketball? I don't even really know, man. Like I, I, I don't remember like a time when I did. Um, I just know that I've like always loved it. Like I, my mom has like pictures of me wearing like Pacers sweatshirts, that, like <laughs> or before I can even remember, you Hell know. Yeah. So, so it's always been like, Pacers always, for you. Yeah, it's always been that for sure. Like I had a basketball goal in my like driveway as a kid, and I used to like pretend that i was like different players you know <laughs> and like actually like before i ever like as a kid i actually wanted to be like a sports broadcaster like the guy that's like calling the game being like this guy passes it, this guy this guy like yeah. i wanted to do that i would and do so, that like for i used to wanted to do that like when i was like playing in the driveway i would like do that in my head as if like i was like calling a fake game shit um <laughs> so yeah so yeah that's like that was like kind of the start of it um and i just i don't know i just have always loved it ever since and it's always been like a weird thing because i feel like most so there are very few people that like love sports and love 
uh, music, you know. I feel like there's a Shit, lot. There's everybody a, I know. There's a lot of people that aren't. I don't know. That, yeah. Especially like in the music. I don't know. I feel like a if you music, make music, yeah, because like there's so many different types of people. But man, like there's so many sports though. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's like <laughs> yeah. I don't watch basketball and football, but. You feel me? I'll, I'll watch motherfuckers fight each other yeah. all damn, literally <laughs> yeah. all day. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, I like MMA. Yeah. I like right fucking on. boxing. I yeah. think it's like some gladiator shit <laughs> it that is, we can watch sure. people beat the fuck out of each other until, sure. like, until they pass out or break a break of <laughs> something they need. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, I think yeah. it's incredible. So I don't know. I get a thrill out of that shit, but like, I always keep track. As much as I can with yeah. like with at least the Pacers, yeah, or, right on. You know what I mean? Like I don't know, just like overview shit because I play two K all the time. Oh, when, word, right when on. niggas ain't on the team that I thought they was on last year, I'm like, <laughs> now, wait a minute, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's different. But yeah, man, yeah. So it's always been Pacers for you. But do you have like favorite players of all time? Yeah. Are they, are they pay, Pacers players? Nah, uh, like my favorite Pacer or my favorite player of all time is Vince Carter, and he always Ooh. will be. I love Vince Carter because he was just like yeah. such a. He was such a flashy dunker and like that was like he was like doing the shit that he was doing like when I was a kid. And so that's just like he'll always stick. What's even crazy is like I uh, he like he played until he's like super old. He just retired uh, last year and I actually got to be at his like last his his last game when he played the Pacers. Not his last game ever. But mm -hmm. like it was just fucking weird to like be at, like. I loved him as a kid, and then I was a grown ass man, and I was at his last <laughs> game. Like that's how long you played for, you know? That's crazy. Yeah, hell uh, yeah. But yeah, he he's definitely one. Tracy McGrady, I love Tracy McGrady too. I got a tape called Draco McGrady. Hell yeah! <laughs> I always wanted a rap album that just like I love when niggas do that shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. LeBron Flocka James too is Waka Flocka's best tape yeah. ever. You feel me? That's just some traditional shit, hell man. Yeah, hell yeah, yeah, shout out to Tracy, man. Yeah. Who else? What's uh, the, let's see, top like five, so like three more. Yeah, all right. Uh, Is that a lot? That ain't a lot. No, that's not a lot. There's so many. Uh, yeah, uh, I love uh, Steve Nash. Mm -hmm. I liked him a lot. Uh, Allen Iverson, he's probably top, top. Like, I'm just thinking of like that's the guys classic. that I love yeah. as like a kid. Those are definitely all up there. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, I mean, Kobe. Yeah. Yeah. Kobe. Love, probably, Kobe. Rest yeah. in peace. Yeah. Man. Rest in peace. That's man. Yeah. Ruined my fucking everything, yeah, bro. Dog, that was such a fucking weird ass day, man. When I figured, when I heard that, yeah. That didn't day, seem weird. It didn't seem real, man. That day, I'm pretty sure like it started raining or some yeah. shit that day. I remember that day because it was like, it's like, what? Yeah. I don't talk about this. Yeah. Shit. That shit was weird. You know, yep. my people, when I first started listening or watching basketball, like paying attention to it, yeah. it was when the heat, won the fucking finals. Yeah. And they had uh uh Dwayne Wade was on the heat. Is mm -hmm. he still on the heat? Nah, he retired. <laughs> he doesn't fucking play. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he retired. Wow. All right. Well that's that's where I'm at, man. But yeah, I was like I love Wade. I was like Stephen Marbury. Stephon Marbury, yeah. yeah that's yeah, his yeah, name, yeah. Stefan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, what's up with this the Steph and the, and the Steve? I don't know, dog. Because <laughs> I fuck yeah. All right, yeah. No, I fuck with him because he had the shoes. Yeah, he had the Starburst, yeah, dog. Yeah, got that shit tatted on his head and yeah. shit. Bro, real nigga, man. I fuck with yeah, him. he's dope. So uh at, at what point do you start um like like interviewing the yeah. Pacers? How did you get that job? Bro? Yeah, man, that was so that was another thing that was through Nuvo, actually. It was like probably Man, I'm trying to think. It was because I've been doing this for a while now. It was like two, 
three years, three years ago, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because that was Old Depot's first year. Uh, and I was Old at Old Depot. I like him on two K. I was in <laughs> I was in the Nuvo newsroom, and like it was the Pacers were in the playoffs. They were actually playing the LeBron Cavs, and uh, it was like a really good series. It was going to like Game Six, I think, mm-hmm. and. One of the guys in the newsroom, um, Brian Weiss, shout out Brian Weiss. Uh, he he was like, you should just try to see if you can get a media pass. Like, why not? And mm-hmm. I was like, okay. I like Because I was like, there's no way that I'm going to be able to like afford tickets to that game. But I really wish I could be there. <laughs> and he was like, you should just see if you can get a media pass. And I, quick and, I, and I did. I got a media pass to game six, which Hell is like yeah. a huge... Yeah, and the Pacers won. I went to Game Seven. They didn't win the series, but Game Six was fucking crazy. What year was this? That was uh, man, it would have been, I think it was 2017 or 2018. I think it was 2018, um, the playoffs. But it was like the 2017-18 season. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, I went to that game. That's the first one I ever went to as like press, which was like crazy because it was like a playoff game. So like all these Mm. dudes from like ESPN were there. Like people that I like had like knew from TV were like sitting like down the row from me. You yeah. know, it was like real weird. So where do you sit at? You sit uh, like a, you, you get on the bottom. Nah, you're like they put most. So the people that are like behind the bench normally are mostly just the TV, like the guys that like run the TV shit. Yeah. Um, and then most of like the writers and journalists are like up a level. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where they still put us. We're still like up. We're like in between the lower level and the mid level. So it's still like good seats. I know that shit had to feel crazy. Yeah, it did, man. So yeah, that was the first time I did it. And then like ever since I've just gotten like full, like that for that, I just got like a single game pass. But then ever since I've just gotten like full season passes. This is like my third full season pass that I have this year. So yeah. yeah, yeah. So how'd you go from, from getting the media pass to, to being that guy? You know what I mean? Cause you the man, bro. Like, 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 what was the transition like? Because uh, when you get a media pass, what did, what, what did you do exactly? Pretty much like how I got the media. I, I got the media pass through just the same way that I got the game single game pass. But then like once you have a media pass, you can pretty much just go like anywhere. Like you yeah. can go into you can go into either locker room. You can go. You can just go anywhere. It's crazy. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, and so then uh, yeah, that's that, that was kind of when it when it started. Um, I I was like. I mean, obviously, I was pretty timid. Like, it's fucking weird to, like, go from, like, being, like, a fan all your life to then just being able to, like, go. Like, you can just literally walk in the locker room and no one says anything to you. Bro, like, I can imagine, bro. so weird. Like, the first day, you're yeah. like, okay, I'm yeah. here. Yeah, <laughs> like, when you just walk in there and you're like, oh, there's all the guys. Yeah. Like, they're all around me right now. You know, like, that feeling is so... That was, like, one of the most surreal fi- feelings I've ever had in my life, to I be bet. honest. Um, So, yeah, like, that... Started doing that and like that. I guess that would have been like the 2018 19 season, and then did it la- that year, and then last year, and then last year, like almost two thirds of the way through the season is when COVID hit. So then they did like all, um, all the zoo, all the conferences were virtual, which I've actually really enjoyed doing, like, because now. Like the players just talk on Zoom after games, and like they do, they even talk on Zoom like throughout the week too, yeah. but like. All you got to do, like, I can just, like, literally be just chilling at my house. And, like, then I'm just, like, talking to one of the Pacers, you know? Like, it's pretty, pretty wild. Do you, think, do you think that you get better interviews this yeah, way? Yeah, I do. Because, like, a lot of um, 
a lot of like the locker room stuff you like um because there's like such it's because it's such a small space Mm -hmm. and like there's so many people crammed in there you like you can't always like be right at the front of the line and get your shit answered. I'm sure that's like it's you have difficult. to yeah you have to really be strategic about like who you want to talk to, where you want to be at the right time, like yeah. how loud you are and like getting their attention and shit. How many people are back there? It just depends on the like, game. Trying man. to get interviews. Yeah, and it shit. depends on the game. Like if it's a if it's a bigger game, then it's a lot more. And during the playoffs, they actually now do. In the playoffs, they did. Um, press conferences just because they knew that there was like so many people that it like it wouldn't even fit in the locker room yeah for sure but now like with the zoom what i love is like all you gotta do is just like press that like raise your hand button mm-hmm. and then they just are like all right seth it's your turn to ask a question like you Fuck don't yeah. have to like it's so much more like democratic yeah you don't have to like get in like be louder than anybody or like push people out of the way like, <laughs> all you gotta do is just press that little button and then you get called on hell yeah yeah was it so for you to like start competing to get your quit, well, did it feel like that? Like it definitely does. So how do you how do you assert yourself in those situations when you know everybody's back I there trying to dog, talk? I'm I'm like not an assertive person at all. Yeah, so I would normally I would normally just wait until a bunch of people left and then I would go up there because I was like, Hell yeah. I'm not gonna try to like push people out of the way or be loud. Like I don't know, that's just not me. Same so I, here. Would, I would normally wait until like. It was like nearing the end of like when they were done answering questions, and then I would go like it'd be like one of the last ones, you know. Yeah, that's typically how I did it for sure. Yeah, I like that, man. Yeah. Uh, let's see, what did you have the most trouble with in the beginning, like when you were for like just interviewing these basketball yeah. players? Yeah, uh, definitely the like the starstruck p- portion of it. <laughs> yeah, that was the hardest part. Like it, it just like. I remember like the first time I ever asked Old Depot a question. It was at, it was at the, um, they do like this thing called Media Day every year where they like, they just like let the media come meet the players and mm-hmm. then like you, it's like only media there, no one else, and you get to just like talk talk to all the players. They do a couple of them do press conferences and then the rest of them do like. Just like you can go walk up and talk to them. Yeah. And like that year was like the first time that I ever asked questions because I didn't really, I didn't go to the locker room for during that playoff game because I knew it was going to be crazy. And like just the fact that I even like was able to be in the press for that first game was like fucking like, all right, mission accomplished. Yeah. Yeah. But then, so like once I went to the media day though, I remember like I like, I could just like feel my blood pumping so fast when I like had to, they like I had the microphone in my hand at yeah. this press conference yeah. and I knew I was about to be next and I was just like fuck 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 here we go here we go and then they're just like like once he once Old Depot stops talking then it's your turn yeah, so, yeah it's just like right. yeah and then like everyone's just like all right you're on you're on the spot now like you got you can't say your question too bad like it's <laughs> <laughs> like they also like record that shit for like all the fans to see so yeah. it's like don't yeah. don't fuck this up yeah <laughs> they've been doing that too now with this I didn't know like They've been like recording all these zooms that we've been doing. Even oh, they keep I didn't them? even know. What they and them? they're like putting them on TV, dog. <laughs> I didn't even know. There was like a couple. There's like a couple of games ago where I was there, and like I asked a question. I forget who. I think I asked like Miles Turner a question, and then like five minutes later, I could like hear on one of the TVs that was like on in the stadium behind me. Yeah. That I heard my question on it. And I was just like, shit. Like That's people crazy. aren't watching that. That I just, yeah. <laughs> fucking weird, man. It's gotta be weird. Yeah. I mean, it, 
just like how COVID's changed shit in the first place. Yeah. It's just like, you know, even like when I first started like seeing the Tonight Show, what was it, like Jimmy Fallon yeah. on Hulu? And yeah. like, they're all, everyone's in their houses yeah, and shit. Yeah, dude, super it's just weird. like, bro, that shit's crazy. Yeah. Uh, can, can we talk about, well, first, before COVID. Yeah. Because like, I'm trying not to talk about COVID too much because nah, like, good, at some point it's going to be over. Yeah. I still want people to like, like, hear this interview yeah. and it'd be like, current shit yeah, that you yeah, use yeah. but then like I think the way sports has changed yeah. since COVID is very 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 cool it is. so um, before when you when you you go to work mm-hmm. when you get there what what do you do when I get to the game yeah when you get to the building I normally I normally just go up to my seat Um, I like I normally so I actually sometimes get there I don't I, I sometimes get there kind of late mm-hmm. kind of early just depends I normally like I, it depends. I'll I'll maybe watch like a little bit of their warm up. Sometimes I won't. Mm-hmm. But then I'll just like get my setup ready with my computer and everything. Sometimes I'll listen. I so I normally bring a radio so I can like listen to the play by play in one ear and then watch um, the game with my eyes too. And that like helps because a lot of times like when you're watching it, you don't know what's happening. For like sure. if there's like a foul on somebody, but you don't know who the foul's on. But normally on the radio, they always know that shit. Mm-hmm. So I, a lot of times I'll like listen to like the pregame just to like hear if there's anything updates or anything. Um, and then, yeah, game starts. And um, and then normally, I mean, now with COVID, they've been so they don't because we don't like we don't get to go to the locker room anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, they after the game's over, they like they have like four four different players and then the coach and they'll have like two different like zoom conferences going at the same time after the game mm-hmm. and like after all the like fans because now there's fans yeah um, after all the fans leave then like the media still stays and we stay up in our spots where we're at and then they start like the zoom stream for us to like do our like normal what we normally would do with like asking questions and stuff so like i like that. pretty weird Cause like the stadium's like completely empty. Like we're the only people there yeah. and we're all just like talking to the screen. Too. <laughs> like it's pretty weird. That sounds fucking weird. Yeah. It's like very like futuristic and weird, but like futuristic is the word, yeah. isn't it? Cause like if this would have happened way, way back in the day, like yeah. technology was just so far behind, yeah. like we wouldn't have been able to even, you wouldn't we, be able to ask questions. Like we wouldn't even weird. be able to do the interviews. Yeah. So when shit first started, uh, making everything funny. Yeah. Right. I, what, like, all right, because I was listening to this other podcast that you did. Yeah. I, I remember I was telling you in, like earlier, like I hate listening to people talk before I get to talk to them because then I know the answers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but like uh, I heard y'all say that they were using like a, like machines to generate the, the cheers and shit. Yeah. So like what what all did they like do to to make the NBA work again? Yeah, I feel like that was definitely one of it. Like they, they like even before they had any fans and it was just media because mm-hmm. I – because they let the media, they let us back in, like, at the very start of the season. Yeah. Even though there was no fans. And, like, the the thing that was very weird, at times very corny, uh, but I feel like probably meant a lot to the players, was that, like, they they had the crowd noise. The crowd noise was actually, like, pretty on par. Like, if there's a bad call that, like, that was against the home team, there yeah. was booze. Like, it was if, pressing yeah, them buttons. Yeah. <laughs> and if there was, like, if yeah, if there was, like, a, anything, that the crowd reacted the right way. Also, though, like they had like the 
um, like the starting lineups got announced and like the players like came out and like did their thing, even though there's like nobody there, which That's is like hard. kind of yeah. I like that yeah. man. They're and trying they to restore had, the feeling. Yeah, and they also had like like before the fourth quarter, they had like the videos up on the board saying like it's the fourth quarter, come on, come on. <laughs> like they're like they're like rooting the fans on you. And there's like it was yeah. just like a bunch of like we like, and I'm sure that means something to the players, but it was like. I think that they were probably just trying to create an atmosphere to where, like, mentally for them, at least is, like, sort of normal, you know? Yeah. I think that was, like, more, though, for them than it was for, like, anybody. Because, like, a lot of people, I mean, the only people that would have known that were me and, like, the other journalists that were there. Because I was, like, I was texting, like, some of my friends that were watching it on TV. And, like, you can hear the crowd noise on there on TV, but, you like you don't know that they're doing like all those like videos and shit. Yeah. Know? Yeah. yeah it, was, yeah. it was just for the players. Yeah. Yeah. For real. Yeah. yeah. For, uh, so they got people there now. Cause yeah. I remember they were doing the screen thing. What was that? Like, Oh yeah. When they had the people on the screens. Yeah. yeah but was that like, was I don't know. Really I never, sc- I never watched any of them. So I don't know if you could like actually like, because I, I don't know. I feel like if you if you were just looking at like whatever's on the other side, yeah. then you would just be like, you wouldn't be able to turn your head or anything. Yeah. So it would just be like, you would only see, oh shit, you'd only <laughs> see like when the players are running by, you know? Like, yeah. And you wouldn't be able to see like them at the other side of the court. Yeah. So yeah. Like, this I don't, shit's weird, yeah, bro. Yeah. I, I wish I would have like at least like, like paid to be on one of them streams so yeah. I could just like, I don't know, get a screenshot. For real. <laughs> Yeah, man, interesting yeah. for sure. Yeah, hell yeah. All right, so how do you feel about? Cause your job, yeah, is so reliant on all these on events crowds. and shit like that. You yeah, know? I mean, it's been sad and weird. You know, like I didn't really realize how important like crowds were to what I do till mm-hmm. now. You know, and now I'm just like fuck. Like so much of what I do is reliant on that. Like whether yeah. it's like music or sports or like events in general. You know, like events are pretty much yeah. So I don't know. It's been weird and definitely have like has made some adjustments. I've been getting kind of depressed, yeah. bro. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, it's gonna be like really overwhelming. I feel like once like there's just shows every night again because I'm like used to there like right now. You know, I'm used to there being like one every like two weeks or something. Yeah, man. And now it's gonna be like eventually it's just gonna be like oh shit, we're back to like five shows a night. You know, I'm gonna have or FOMO, five, bro. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Gonna, I'm gonna literally be every fucking where because because <laughs> man, I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. Like. Yeah, I would listen to anything live right now. Yeah. Like, I'll put my fucking face on the speaker, bro. Like yeah. I just just make it louder, bro. I'm about to like fuck my car up because I've just been turning this shit up yeah. all the way, just driving around. You yeah. feel me? Because like fuck, like, for sure. I don't know, man. And then yeah. like I miss being able to test music. Yeah, like like I think that's a big thing for like comedians, mm-hmm. like not being able to yeah. test their jokes. Nope. They haven't like, been able to. Yeah, that's like an exercise, bro. Yeah. And it's like. Going too long without being able to do that shit, it yep. just it fucks up everything, yep. bro. I'm not gonna lie. Yep. I've been getting fat. Yeah. I ain't been able to <laughs> goddamn scream. Like yeah. <laughs> it yeah, is yeah. what it is. Yeah. Uh but yeah, okay. So one more thing I wanted to yeah. ask about you. Yeah. Uh since you do have what, what would you say? Is it is it a visual impairment? Mm-hmm. What's the, is that the word? Yep, that's the word. Yeah. So uh can we talk a little bit about like sure. like uh what you do to work around that. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. I want to talk specifically, I guess, about the red line, mm-hmm. uh, which I guess mm-hmm. for the people who aren't from Indy, yeah. uh, what is the red line? How would you it's describe it? It's a rapid it? bus line. So it's pretty much like a train, but it's a bus. Yeah. And it just runs 
up and north and south through the city, um, through like the most populated areas of the city, really. I remember a lot of people were complaining about it when yeah. they first, you know, started building it and everything because yeah. it cuts in the middle of the street yeah. type shit. Everybody yeah. had to like refigure out how to drive. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I feel I like know, everyone's pretty used to it now, though. Now, yeah, now yeah. it's cool. Yeah. Uh, how, how much. How many things are fucked up for you mm. with your visual impairment? Yeah, 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 and yeah. like, I just want to, I don't know. Yeah. Just talk about your lifestyle yeah, and how yeah. you work around it. Yeah. Um. So I, I definitely, like, my vision isn't great. Yeah. I can't drive. Um. I can't, Um. like, I can't see things that are far away at all. I can't even, like, I can't read books or, like, see menus or see my phone mm-hmm. without, like, magnifiers. Um, I like a lot of like the ways that I get around things is just using magnifiers. And I mean, even at like the Pacers games, even though like I have pretty good seats, like I still need binoculars, you know, so I use binoculars if I'm like at like a concert or something that like I really, I don't know, like if I'm trying to really see shit, sometimes I don't really care about that. You know, like if I'm, if I'm, I don't know, like if, if you're vibing, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah um as long as you're not in a, in a mosh pit yeah <laughs> for sure yeah. uh but yeah and then i don't know like the ways that i get around like i i definitely like especially that was another reason why i wanted to live in fountain square is because i can't drive but i wanted to be like close to like the most of the things that i do you know and like most so much of the music that i i take part in is there mm-hmm. um I'm like not that far from Pacer Stadium. Yeah. Um, I'm not that far from downtown. I can like literally, even if I don't get the red line downtown, which a lot of times I do, but even if I don't, it's like still only like a 40 minute walk to like Monument Circle, you know? Mm -hmm. So like I can like walk downtown if I really need to, you know, if like worst comes to worst. Um, So like that's kind of been like a lot of like the like getting around things has mostly just been like, me putting myself more in a place where it makes sense for me to like get around and go to places more easily. Cause like when I lived in Lawrence, for example, like I couldn't go anywhere. Like I, there wasn't a bus that went up to Lawrence. Like I, yeah. if I wanted to go anywhere, um, I had to like get Carrington to give me a ride or something, you know? And for like, sure. in like, which was great, but like, it, it like, no, nah, I never really had like I've never really felt like I had like true independence until I moved downtown. Like, I mean, yeah, that's the first thing I'm thinking about yeah. is just like the the amount of uh, freedom and like yeah. choices you can make. You know what I mean? Is yeah. that, uh, the red line has that helped you a lot? Yeah, like, it's helped big... me. It's helped me so much just in terms of like getting places faster. I used to like when um when I was like on staff at Nuvo and Nuvo's in print everything, I would like go up to their newsroom all the time, which is like 38th and Meridian. Mm -hmm. And like the, I would ride the bus up there, but that was when the red line didn't exist. And like getting up there would take like with the, with Indigo, just like I'd have to transfer from one bus to another bus. It would take me like an hour to an hour and 10 minutes. Like with the red line, it takes me like 30 to 40 minutes. So it like cuts off like 30 minutes like getting yeah. anywhere you know yeah and like that alone is like crucial you know i like that yeah I'm, man that's cool yeah because you know i i've never like so i started taking the bus when i was going to school yeah just because like i crashed my car and just i just needed to make it to school you know what i mean yeah. and just going downtown it just took a while yeah yeah, but, yeah you know what i mean from from where i'm at so but it was just like all right cool whatever whatever but you know what i mean uh I'll never take Ubers or nothing like that. I really get yeah. like uncomfortable when I can't drive somewhere. Yeah, I feel you. But like a lot of the homies don't got cars. Mm-hmm. Like, like a lot of motherfuckers I hang out with don't. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. 
I like the fact that there's things that they could do to get around. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yep. I don't know. I just felt like a, like being able to talk to you about this would, would just be cool, you know? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know uh, that you couldn't see well yeah, uh, until you told me. And yeah. I was like, oh, shit, man, you handle that pretty well. <laughs> I'd be telling everybody. It'd be yeah. like, man, shit, bro, I can't see you, bro. Like, yeah. you, know, you know what I mean? I, I yeah. fuck with you, though. I try like, not to make it a big deal, but well, sometimes it, in, it has to I be. I saw it in your bio yeah. on, on Twitter. Right on. Uh, what you, uh, you call it? Uh, 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 accessibility yeah. advocate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like that. You know yeah, what I mean? Because right uh, you know, it's it's some uh, disabled people in my family right and stuff on. like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, things got to happen to make sure everything's good for everybody. For sure, so, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, how do you find time to do all the shit that you got to do? <laughs> man, uh, sometimes, yeah. Sometimes it's really hard. And sometimes I got to miss out on shit. You yeah. know? Yeah, it is definitely really hard um, at times, and. Uh, Can you give me some advice yeah. on like, on like, cause I tell you what, my biggest problem is if I don't got some yeah. goddamn man, shout out to goddamn Adderall. You yeah. feel me? The the amount of time that I do got to actually work, yeah. I can't really get it down. And yeah. if I was typing all this shit and like having a uh uh would you know crunch situations yep. and shit yep. like that into into the right amount of words you know what i yep. mean like yep. it would take me forever uh, so like i don't know what's some what's something that you could tell uh, me give me for some me, advice like i guess something that i really do which is for simple but like i make like prioritized to-do lists for every single day i wake up i'm like okay here's the things i need to get done today yeah here's the most important thing here's the least important thing mm-hmm. and i get that like um i don't know it really forces me to focus on each thing one at a time. I don't get overwhelmed because mm-hmm. it's just a, there it's a list, but I focus on like the first thing first, second thing second, third thing third. And like being able to do that, this really does like, I don't know, helps me focus and not be too, uh, I don't know, just like overwhelmed and all the shit that I got to do that day. You yeah, know? for yeah, sure. Yeah. What are the busiest days of your week? Man, yeah, uh, it it really does depend, um, yeah. but because it just depends on like if there's a Pacers game, uh, if I have a deadline, um, like a, a, depending on like how crazy the story is that I have due. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that it's normally like because a lot of times my deadlines are earlier in the week, so I would say like Monday through Wednesdays are normally a lot worse. Um, but it really does depend, like. And they can be those days can be be made even more worse if I like have a Pacers game at seven and I got to be there by like six and then I got to like make sure that I eat before I go because I would be starving before I get out of the game, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. So like those days are probably the worst, uh, but it really does like it depends completely. For sure. Uh, Yeah. yeah, I believe it. Like every day for me is different, which I a lot of times I really like. I feel like a lot of people would like that would stress them out. Mm-hmm. But, like, I really like that just, like, every single day of my life is, like, I never really know what it's going to be until I wake up, you know? Like, I, I might have, like, a general idea, but, like, so much of my schedule is dependent on, like, when people are free to talk to me mm-hmm. and, like, when my deadlines are and, like, all and like I don't know, when people need me. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I like yeah, and man. I like that, yeah. You know, I like that you love this shit, bro. Like, yeah. it's always refreshing to talk to people who do something, like, just... Other than what I do, yeah. But like, 
they love it as much as I love what I do. Hell you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool to see that like everybody it's a lane for everybody. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's sure. just fucking awesome. Hell yeah. Uh all right, last question. It yeah. really don't matter about anything. <laughs> so uh, what I'm looking you up, you feel me? Yeah. And uh what's up with the hot with the corn dog thing? <laughs> Is that all right, yeah. for, just back for the people like I yeah, always see you with good. pictures and gifts yeah. and shit of you eating yeah. corn dogs. It's it your favorite much food, was, man. It pretty much I, I would say it is my favorite food. It was just a goofy thing. Like there's probably like it was actually I think like three years ago now, because I had like the Facebook memory come up. There was like my friend uh Andrew uh or Drew Malott, he's seeing that band Bone Setters. Yeah. Um he was like for the Super Bowl. He was making like homemade corn dogs. <laughs> yeah. And he was like homemade corn he dogs. He was like fried glizzies. He was like, dude, like come over and like try these. Yeah. And he so he was like, I was like his taste tester. Because yeah. he knew that I liked them a lot. Did he snap? Yeah. Was it good? It was really good. Yeah. <laughs> but then like, but he so that was like when he started like he took a video of me when like the first time that I had tried his first one mm. and then like he posted that online and fucking everyone was just like <laughs> freaking out about how funny it this was. shit is hilarious yeah. bro so that was just like kind of like what where it became to be like a thing that people just associate with me now yeah yeah I do love them but like I mean I'm not I don't I'm not like a fiend or anything you know it's just like a, I think that now it's like something that people just associate with me you know? nah fuck with it yeah. you need t-shirts with yeah. your face just you eating corn dogs yeah. like just holding one honestly if you started like a like a restaurant or something like that yeah. you feel me like I feel like you could blow up you know? <laughs> Maybe, I feel like you, that's a side hustle yeah. for you off top you feel me Maybe, I, and I'll do promo for you yeah. <laughs> yeah man alright cool well thank you so much of course man for taking time out of your day to be on my podcast, man. Yeah, dog. You know I fuck with you, man. Yeah, you Every too, time man. I see you, I be drunk. Yeah. So I really <laughs> wanted good, to man. talk. Yeah. yeah, it's all good, man. <laughs> and, uh, man, can you plug your socials real yeah, quick for the people? Uh, or whatever you want to yep, plug. Yep, yep. Uh, all my articles are only posted on my socials. And Twitter and Instagram, it's Seth V. Them. S-C-T-H-V-T-H-E-M. That's my Instagram and Twitter. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. And, uh... Man, thank you one more again. Of course. Uh, so. Shout out to everybody listening, man. You know I love y'all. Man, happy goddamn 2021. Man, man, man. Hey, look, man. Man, hey, tell somebody you love them today. And, 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 phew.